This episode is brought to you by Timmy O'Toole. There's a hole in my heart as deep as the well for that poor little boy who's stuck halfway to hell. Though we can't get him out, we'll do the next best thing. We'll go on TV and sing, sing, sing. And we're sending our love down Rusty, what are your plans for the royalties? Well, we gotta pay for promotion, shipping, distribution. You know, those limos out back, they aren't free. Whatever's left, we throw down the well. Is this a metal thing? Yes! expert hosts each week are dr brent hepner who Yay. holds a phd in spookology and me yours truly professor david doy the foremost expert in scare no-nos uh we usually hit theatrical releases who knows how accurate that's gonna be who, who knows how accurate that's, that's gonna be into the future i don't know um, but we, uh, we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. And today we have a fabulous show for you today. I can't believe this one has snuck under our radar for more than four years now. Um, we will be reviewing 2002's American The Ring. That's right. It's finally happening. Old Samara's coming on back. Into our hearts and down in that well. Um, big news today. We are, it was an accident today. We are also joined by um, great, great friend of the show, Fart Simpson himself. Say hello, Fart. Hey, guys. And where can people find you and why should they find you? <laughs> First off, don't bother. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm only really on Instagram, I guess. So all the prank calls I've been doing, I'll make videos and post them there. You made a pretty a fabulous one as Unc Shine for uh, your mom's house a little bit ago, and it was uh, it was hilarious. So I highly advise everyone to check out Fart's um, incredible prank call work on Instagram. Oh, you know, on all the big impressive shows he goes on um josh potter was the most recent one check that one out that one's funny that one was very funny as well um so today if you guys want to check us out you head over to horrormovietalk.com from there you got links to all the stuff that allows you to support us the big one being 
um, Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Quick shout out to our latest patrons. We got Schlonker Glonker. We got <laughs> Willow H. We got Jason K, Marissa, Denise H, and Demon Badger. If that sounds like a lot of names, that's because it's a bandwagon. And the thing you're supposed to do with bandwagons is jump on them. So if Just I didn't tell list. Me what you want me to fuck. If I didn't list who, uh, you know, your name, then, uh, you know, you should probably head on over to our Patreon, uh, toss us a couple of ducats, the cost of one cup of coffee each month gets you tons and tons of hours of extra goodies. Um, so check us out. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe, leave us a rating and all a review and all that good stuff. If you want to get a hold of the show, call us at 682-253-4468. The way this whole thing's going to work today, we're going to start out by giving a brief review and synopsis and a score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, and after that, we get into spoilers and spoil this 20-year-old uh, classic. And if you haven't seen it yet, geez, just just go watch it. This is, this is a huge hole-in-one, easy, easy uh great movie to watch so check it out before we spoil it for you and later in the episode we will of course be doing horror movie horrors a little bit where we uh you know we get to calls um at that number that i mentioned earlier so uh we watched the ring and were treated to one of the most impressive maybe the most impressive and scary pg-13 movie ever made. So without any further ado, let's hop on into the trailer. The Ring can be streamed with a Paramount Plus subscription or for a nominal rental fee, you know, wherever you can rent movies online. A, um, so the synopsis for The Ring goes, a videotape 
that has the power to kill those who view it seems to be at the center of a string of four teenager deaths. Uh, Rachel Keller, played by Naomi Watts, is a newspaper reporter who becomes interested in these deaths and takes it on herself to follow them up. After she views the tape, Rachel begins to find herself being pulled deeper and deeper down the proverbial rabbit hole that seems to look a lot like a dark and ominous well. Will Rachel be able to crack the story of how this videotape works, or will she get more dead little girls than she bargained for? Um, directed by Gore Verbinski, The Ring is the American remake of the Japanese 1998 film Ringu. Gore went on to direct all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, along with a few more big Disney projects like Rango, which is strangely similar to Ringu. Hmm. Uh, the Ring was a tentpole classic horror movie almost as soon as it was released in 2002. The creepy concept of a videotape that kills was too much for anyone to resist, and the fact that the tape itself is viewed by the audience makes it so much more titillating. The tone of the ring is deadly serious, and it lands just right in the quiet of your darkened home on a Friday night. It feels morose and hopeless and creepy beyond compare. The tape is so dark and disturbing, but so vague that it taps into some gross center of things that people fear. It has a peppers, gross nasties in just just the right amount. You got a little self-harm in there. You got some worms. You know, there's something for everyone. The heavy lifting of In the Ring is left to the sound design, which is absolutely perfect. So much of this movie is quiet and muted in terms of the ambiance, and the jump scares are so pronounced and shrill that it places you squarely on the edge of your seat and keeps you there. The iconic sound of the video is so unique and terrifying that I can hear it echoing in my nightmares to this day. Uh, Naomi Watts and Martin Henderson are so beautiful to look at that it's hard uh, not to worry that they might die at any moment. But somehow it makes sense that the thing to kill them would be a videotape. <laughs> Um, uh, there are a few movies that are held in such high regard as the ring, uh, which has everything, everything to do with its ability to resonate eerie terror to all those who watch it. Um, that said, I've always thought even on my first viewing, um, that at almost two hours runtime, it's a little long winded. Um, the movie certainly takes its time to slowly unwind the mystery of what happened to Samara. Um, and much of Samara's storyline seems kind of extraneous in an otherwise nearly perfect movie. I give this one a nine out of 10. Um, it does feel a little bit, uh, like there's just some extra stuff that I just don't care about. Um, and, um, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, it's pretty darn close to a 10 for me. What do you, what do you think, uh, Bryce? Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be controversial, but I'm not a big fan of the ring. And then <gasps> after rewatching it, it just kind of confirmed it's, uh, it's okay. It, it's not like in the, in like the top echelon of horror movies for me. 
I give it like a six out of ten. Really? Can yeah? Any- I mean, it's it's pretty. Um, it's high quality. Like I'll give it that. Like there's there's a lot of care put into it, and the tone is consistent, and like it's got some some great visuals, but um, it's the type of scare or the type of movie that just doesn't do it for me. And I actually kind of put this in the same light as the shining where a lot of the horror is just unnerving visuals. Like that's kind of what they're going for is like, we're going to scare you or the dread is coming from just kind of weird or unnerving visuals that doesn't, isn't really explained for most of the movie. At least the ring actually explains them in the end, like what's actually happening. Yeah. But, um, and that just doesn't hold my attention so much. Cause it's like, uh, it can be done. It can do, be done good. It can be done bad. And it can be done good. And this is on the good side of that, but it still just doesn't do it for me. It's like, yeah, quick cuts, like kind of music video, kind of flashes um and it's disturbing in a way but it's not i don't know i need more than that and the the story it takes so long for them to get to what's actually going on like i've already checked out like i think the the part where they actually explained like this is what's happening i was already like so checked out that I had to go back and like read a synopsis and be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like what the story of Samara and like what happened and why, you know, what happened to her happened. Um, but yeah, just for, for the most part, it's just like a mystery. It's like, yeah, you just sit and watch Naomi Watts make a bunch of bad decisions and, and, uh, unravel a mystery. When did you first see this, Bray? Um, probably not when it came out. I don't think. Yeah, I don't probably think I like two thousand seven, two thousand eight ish. And I think a lot of. I'm wondering how much goodwill is given, just because this is kind of the introduction of like the Japanese or Asian horror. American yeah. remakes that was kind of a thing in the early two thousands. Like all of a sudden they're like, Whoa, Japanese can be scary. Okay. Let's, let's see the ring. Let's see the grudge. Let's see like some, some other ones. And there was a moment and I think it was, you know, part of the fad back then, but to me, it just doesn't, I don't know. just doesn't resonate with me as much. It's kind of, kind of boring. And if you look at it, like in terms of like now I can, I can point to a lot of movies now that use kind of a similar template that are very, very bad, (laughs) you know, at least this one does it well, but like the setup of like, Hey, there's this high concept device. It's a videotape that kills people. Like we get everybody on board on the first scene. Um, it's kind of, you can like point to shitty movies like slender man or something where it's yeah similar it's like you set up the the thing that's going on and then you have a boring movie for the, <laughs> for 
for another two hours that that is surrounding it. Um, and you just wait for like, okay, this is one of those movies where you're just waiting for the ending. You're like, okay, how does it end? That's all I care about at this point. I don't care about any of the filler. See, that's really interesting. I, and, and did you ever, I think, uh, I think I didn't, uh, I don't think I watched this in theaters. I think for me, I saw this, yeah, like a Hollywood video rental, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as it came out or maybe after that, a little by a little bit. Um, did, uh, w- w- did you ever see the, uh, the, uh, Japanese original from 98? No. Yeah. Neither did I, but, um, I it's think good. it's, uh. Is it fart? I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I got into Ringu when uh, I was living in San Francisco, and there's a VHS shop across the street. And uh, yeah, it was the same thing. It was like, oh, if you've seen The Ring, you got to see the original. And and uh, yeah, you're right. America kind of found out Japanese stuff can be scary sometimes. So now let's wait for the, what, Ichi the Killer remake or some shit. Yeah. Or um, Noriko's Dinner Table or something like that. Um what uh which one do you prefer fart do you do you prefer the uh japanese original or is this american one for sure for sure but uh, the american one i think uh, had great moments and and they did um great job on uh you know the effects and like you said the lack of sound design man that creates even creepier shit but yeah i would go for the original i guess that would be my go-to yeah, I really do. I really do love the sound design, how they muted like all the ambient sounds throughout a lot of this movie in favor of throwing the sounds from the videotape on top of like mm-hmm. quietly on top of everything. Ugh, it just um that is that is a great way to keep my dread amped up. And you know, the the other thing is this, I think this is like the start. I think this was the, the movie that Naomi Watts got propelled into being a, a big hmm. actress on. I think this was, I might be wrong about that, but, um, uh, this yeah, it's is, weird. Yeah. We, me with Naomi Watts. I was like, I was always like, why do people love Naomi Watts so much? I know she and, was in uh, Mulholland drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great in that. And well, I, as good as you can be in a <laughs> one of those films, right? I kind of see it in this one. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a. I get it. Why people are kind of in love with Naomi Watts? Yeah, tight shirt, tight body, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a good yeah, screamer, no. you know, right? She's a pretty decent scream queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's she definitely has it. Um, she's and and Martin Henderson. I don't know. You guys probably are. Are you guys vaguely familiar with Martin Henderson in any way? Nope. Um, he kind of looks familiar, but I don't know from what. Well, he was okay. just an like, X, right? Yeah, he was an X, and he did, and he was ripped out of his fucking mind in X, and he was goddamn gorgeous. But more importantly, I know this is a horror movie show, so you'd think X would be the most important part of Martin Henderson's career, but. In David's life, um, he's the lead actor in Virgin River, a soap opera on Netflix, and <laughs> and it is it's that's where he gets his notoriety with me is um, the most embarrassing place you can possibly get it, which is literally just a Netflix original soap opera. 
<laughs> so and why why what is he just super handsome what's going on yeah he's handsome he's you know he's like the bad boy in a small town that you just you know you just he, you feel like he could just wrap you up in his arms forever and it'd be man he's like, got a he's got to change his imdb profile photo it looks like he's oh, bald because yeah? he's wearing a hat <laughs> yeah nothing could be further from the truth that dude is um you know he's just He's got it know, all. Maybe, maybe he is because he's wearing a hat next too. I wonder if it's like one of those hiding, hiding the truth things. Let's see here, Martin Henderson. Smoke. Oh yeah, he's in Smoke and Aces. Let's see. Um, wow, he's he, on his IMDb page. The Ring is his second build thing. So yeah. definitely, he was also in Grey's Anatomy. So you know. Oh, oh yeah, he's McSteamy or McDreamy, one of those. No, two. he wasn't them he was one of the he looks guys. a lot like him he, yeah. he's got that vague hot white guy look um so i just saw uh, i was looking at now Na- we're going off track but going on naomi watts imdb page she's going to be in the remake of goodnight mommy which we we just reviewed oh. the original on our pretentious reviews on patron patreon there how fucking that's got to be some fucking land speed record for for remakes like wasn't that movie in like 2012 or something like that that's that's a while i don't know that's not that not that quick i just can't think of a reason why you would need to remake it it's so well done why would you you know because like i don't english people don't want to read subtitles (laughs) is that it of course it's it. That's why you make any American remake of a successful foreign language movie. <laughs> no, come on, dude. I mean, we're talking uh, about The Ring. <laughs> like, oh my god, to that's... not read subtitles. Well, I think they also got the blonde. You know, they they went full Hollywood with it. All the cliches. Yeah, Naomi well, she Watts... was blonde in the original, wasn't she? In Ringu, I'm possibly I'm sorry. In, in uh, Mommy, oh, Good Night, Mommy. I'm talking about. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, we were talking past each other there, but yeah. you know, where we never talk past each other is, uh, when we're talking about nightchannels.com. you guys check out nightchannels.com anytime you want to be clothed in the sexiest, coolest, rarest forms of horror movie attire. Also, um, you know, alternative goth uh, and uh, satanic occult um, topics for for your body. They got hats, they got um, t-shirts, and they got some sweatshirts. So check them out. And uh, when you find something you absolutely can't live without, uh, for your bod, go ahead and throw it in your cart. And at checkout, you enter that code HMT, and that gets you 13% off your whole order. So you might as well toss a couple things in there and, uh, and you know, save yourself 13% off. Certifiably the coolest shit that you can buy online, coolest shirt you can buy online. Uh, we sure do appreciate them. They've been with the show for a long, long time. And so that means you should at least give it a go. Give it a shot. Take that Night Channels challenge. Head over to their website. Just browse it for five minutes and see if you don't find something that is just the coolest fucking Predator shirt you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, I'm looking at their new releases and they've got a Silent Hill 2 shirt. They've got it's a... It's got to be the video game. Yeah, probably. It's they got a cool. Reanimator Classic. 
lots of like cool like hr geiger uh oh, stuff yeah. so check them out just browse just browse and you'll find something cool you'll be that's like, for hmm. sure and you know what if you're listening to these commercials the well you should know you don't have to all you got to do head over to our patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk um sign up for the five dollar tier or the six dollar and 66 cent tier and you will get access to um a bunch of after pods um could get access to early episode early release episodes um could get access to the right to vote on one movie a month for us to review all and even pretentious reviews we have like 17 or 18 um reviews of movies from like psycho to last house on the left to greenland to all these these reviews that you've never heard us do unless you're yeah uh, it's a nice it's a nice mix because it's the ones that we don't have a strong reason to cover immediately on the podcast or might be kind of out of the norm or also just like stuff that you know is a flight of fancy like i want to see this random like seventies horror movie that's of note, you know. Yeah. And it's a little more niche and uh but there's some there's some heavy hitters in there. So like Psycho, um, Goodnight Mommy, like some of the other ones that are pretty big names and that are not completely obscure, but they're not like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or, you know, The Ring. I mean, the fact that we're it's four years and we're covering the ring now is like we've still got a pretty good list of, you know, very general audience, (laughs) top 10, you know, horror movies. Oh, the list is so crazy. Like it's, I go, sometimes I get a little panicky and I'm like, Oh, what if we run out of movies? And then I just think about all the movies I wish we were reviewing right now. And I go, fuck, there's three years worth of movies that I wish we were reviewing right now today. Um, I mean, 52 movies a year and we're trying to cover new releases. And so there's probably what, like 20, 30 new releases. So there's not a lot. Anyways, whatever. Yeah. So also you should uh, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel, old DG. Um, He's a professional artist who fucks with the best of them. And he also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. So uh, you tell you what you do is you head over to Instagram at dgoebel00, type in at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. And uh, let him know that Horror Movie Talk sent you. And then he'll be like, get off my lawn. And um, and you can have a nice little uh, interaction with him uh, over there. He's he's a creepy individual for sure. Um, real soft spoken. But those are always the type that you kind of got to watch out for. Um, call us at 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening. And let's get into spoilers okay so uh two girls this movie starts with two girls and i know what you're thinking where's the cup but it doesn't go there it uh, can i see one today Didn't have spoilers queued up. Yeah, but but had one titty. Isn't it queued up on the soundboard? It should be on the dashboard.
Um, it's not. It's the second uh, one, isn't it? No. Oh. Um, but that's okay. Well, here you um, go. Oh, here we go. Spoilers. So, okay. Spoilers. There you go. So the, the this movie starts out with two teenage girls, and they just they just set it up and then bullet down the premise of the movie, right? Which is just like, have you heard of this this movie tape, this v- video film that if you watch it, um, you die seven days later? She's like, whoa, Trisha. I watched that and then oh, oh, oh she pretends to die. Um, but she's just like JK <laughs> and um I don't know. I thought I I remember <laughs> so much of this movie is for me is nostalgic in because it w- made such a big impression on me the first time I watched it that it just kind of ipso you know it just is given a pass i don't know was this start too generic and dumb for you bryce um i mean it's effective um like it's kind of necessary to set up the movie but yeah it's pretty it's pretty generic like there's if you look at uh, there's a big swath of horror movies that start out like this you know Mm -hmm. where it's like yeah Here's the premise, and here are the rules of the world. Okay, bye. What is it about electronics that go off that's so creepy? You know what I mean? Like, the phone rings, and it's like, I'm in the house all alone, and the phone's ringing. Oh, no. (laughs) And then the TV turns on, and no one apparently has turned it on, right? But there's that, I mean... That's always been a th- a thing, you know, in in horror movies, where it's like, oh man, who turned that TV on? And what what is that? Do you suppose is that just the fear of being alone and not and not really being alone? Well, I think it's like <laughs> people. I, I think it's the the experience of electronics not working the way you want them to ever that's the fear yeah it's just like <laughs> why isn't this doing the thing that it's supposed to do like <laughs> what's what's pc load letter you know like what the what's, fuck does that mean like you put on a vhs tape and all of a sudden you see like you know the tracking is off and all the bars are off and you're like what the why we live in a modern society why isn't this why do i have to have any kind of interjection into it are you, are you, or are you, you like, serious? is this your actual answer? Is this a troll answer? Is this, is this the thing that scares you about a TV turning on when no one's at home? You're like, oh, it's not working the way it's supposed. I got to get that thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, oh, you know, I, I hooked everything into my receiver, but I don't know where these cables go. It's like this mystery. I, so you got to think about it. You got to think about it like an old person, you know, like, <laughs> Every like what horror movies, how they treat electronics and horror movies is what I assume is how old people just experience electronics period. Oh no, it's happening and I can't stop it. And I'm not in control. I pushed a button in the picture. Small Bryce Bryce fixed it. Bryce's. Oh man. If this is your honest answer to that question, 
this is my fate. I'm so glad I asked this totally seemingly innocuous question. Like the thing that Bryce fears about a TV turning on when he's at home alone is that his TV is on the fritz. <laughs> That's an amazing horror premise. He's, seriously. He's <laughs> what a like, great idea. I got to spend $500 on this now. <laughs> Bryce is, well, yeah, there's, there's that. Yes. That's part of it. it I'm it not saying I'm relief. afraid of it. It I'm would not, be I'm a not relief if it, if it were some ghoul come to come to <laughs> kill him. He's like, "Oh, sweet release! Thank God the TV's okay." Yeah, I mean, my uh, see, this is this is what is different being an adult and being like a homeowner. Because when I watch the ring, the things I'm afraid of are not the things you're supposed to be afraid of. It's like don't don't touch it, that nail; you'll get tetanus. Like, oh no, the TV turned on. Like, it must be a paranormal entity. It's like, no, I'm thinking like, oh no, there's some kind of electronic problem. There's some kind of like power surge. This isn't good. I'm like, I'm going to have to replace that. And then like, there's like water coming out of the bathroom on the ground. You're like, oh no, water damage. Oh, Jesus I Christ. Know. You know That's what? The most terrifying thing to me. I'm like, those hardwood floors. It's so fucking weird, dude. I'm going to have to sand those down. I'm going to have to reseal them. I'm going to have to like check out what the, like you got to, that you see water on the ground and all I see is thousands of dollars of repair. I don't think like, oh no, there's, there's a creepy naked woman in my tub right now. I think you're, I think, okay. So this is so weird because I think you're really onto something here because we were watching the start of this movie, Carrie and I both, both. At the exact same moment, there's that above shot looking down the stairs at the girl uh -huh. walking up the stairs. And both of us at the same time, we're like, those are fucking nice hardwood floors. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a set. You guys know it's a set, right? Well, sure. But it's beautiful hardwood. You know, you know, you've been in a lot of houses in Portland. You've seen some bad fucking gnarly hardwood floors. These hardwood floors were perfect, pristine. They were gorgeous. And, uh, and so both of us were like, damn. And then we took a beat and looked at each other and we were like, oh, we're fucking old. Like we, we, and then the next scene was water on those hardwood floors. And we were both like, Ooh, no. Cause you know, we got little kids who like run out of the bathtub and we're like, no, not on the hardwood floors. You know? So <laughs> I think you're onto something here, Bryce. Like the scary part is that the TV is on the fritz now. It used to be that someone was at in the home with you or a ghoul has come to kill you. But now, thank God, if the ghoul has come to kill you, as long as that TV is still working correctly. <laughs> right. Well, I'm trying to like think of what's deep down the fear and it's the fear of the unknown, you know, and the unknown with electronics is like, this is so be far beyond my comprehension of how to even work. Like, like you just go to an old person's house and like ask them, you know, like how they get a DVD to work with a receiver. And they're like, ah, I push this button and this button and this button. And if this, if that doesn't work, I just walk out of the house. Yeah. I just light it on fire and walk away. That's right. Jesus guys. Um, <laughs> they didn't even think of that. Didn't even cross my mind at all. When I look at the house and everything, I just imagine it's going to be torn down with sledgehammers and crowbars when the movie's done filming, unless they've filmed in an actual house. It's uh, in an actual house. No one would. It, these, these hardwood floors. You didn't. No, you, hardwood you floors don't look like hardwood floors on film. They got to, 
they got to tape a bunch of cardboard together and paint it. Yep, that's exactly what they do. <laughs> uh, sir, why don't you just use real cows? The cows don't look like cows on the film. You got to use horses. What do you do if you want something that looks like a horse? Well, usually we just tape a bunch of cats together. <laughs> out of the way, out of the way, you. Um, so we got um, then, you know, then so this this girl dies. She's she's killed by nefarious um, ghouls. And, uh, and we get this, we get the first taste of this jumps, this, this like hyper, uh, shrill jump scare, which, yeah, I, I get a lot of people don't like these, what they call cheap jump scares, but this is pretty top tier in terms of jump scares. Um, that's what you're signing up for when you watch the ring, um, jump scares and weird, uh, vague, uh, tension. And, uh, and so I really like these jump scares. The, the, the problem was on Paramount plus, did you notice that it, you really had to crank the volume on this one, Bryce? Was that just me? I mean, I have to listen to stuff so low cause I listen to it when my kids are in bed. So like I was mostly going off of subtitles, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's such a crapshoot with like any streaming platform. Like they're all over the place like hulu is crazy because i'll watch like modern family and have to crank it up but then the intro to modern family comes on and it's like 10 decibels louder than everything else clear yeah it's not even yeah it's weird because it's not even consistent throughout the platform you know it's like i'll be watching deep space nine on paramount plus crisp clear loud beautiful sound I switch over to the ring on Paramount Plus. Quiet. I can barely hear anything. I got to crank the TV all the way up. It's very strange. Yeah, I wish they'd. Uh... I have an answer yeah. for this. Oh, okay. hey. Go for it. Come on. Yeah, I'm we got sound, the professional audio engineer. Sound dork. So, to accomplish what you guys are saying, which is volume balance across the board on your streaming platform, you'd have to run a third party compressor or limiter on top of everything to balance and set a threshold. But. You're talking about what my job was, which when I used to do movies for Paramount and shit, I had to just do that, get the volume to broadcast standards. That was one of my sole jobs. So what you're referring to is just different post-production companies not meeting broadcast standards. Some did. The Ring, 20 years ago, broadcast standards of volume was much different than it is now. So we call it the loudness war. And there's a huge loudness war between old movies and new movies, television (laughs) programs. Uh, if you watch soap operas, they are heavily, heavily, heavily compressed. So like you can hear a little squeaky fart in all soap operas. So that's like <laughs> something you can guarantee where they meet the broadcast standards always across the board. But uh, it the only way streaming services can do that is they would have to run some type of third-party compressor and limiter to compress everything in their catalog. Yeah, and that just yeah. probably wouldn't make very much, much sense because it would add a an extra layer of squishing the volume squishing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, yeah. The other thing, when you do that, it's less dynamic range. Yeah. Like the softs aren't actually soft anymore. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that queef sounds like a queef, but it's just as loud as the guy talking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like normally the queef should be quieter than a person talking, but not when it's compressed. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a queef. Wait, maybe this one. No, wait. 
No. Which is ironic <laughs> because I believe compression is actually the source of queefs. Right. That's, that's sucking in air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're doing queefs wrong if they're quieter than a person talking. You're just doing it wrong. <laughs> Damn, has anybody ever recorded the queef and fart at the same time? Oh, because oh. I always what would talk you about, call that? I don't know, man. But that's something we can't do. We can't yeah. fart through our pee hole. That'd be sick, though. There's a thing in um in yeah. YMH sawing. has YMH has the double pipe classic, which is belching and farting at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So that would would that be a triple pipe classic? It has oh, a yeah. fart and a belch at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. And a Technically, the fart belch and queef is is the is the double pipe classic because the the belch and the fart are the same pipe. It's just two different ends. If you want to get technical with it, we, oh. this, is, this is the place to do it. We analyze things and that's, that's what we do. Um, so anyways, you know, the ring. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of little fleshy rings, go ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So the, the the other thing that struck me about this movie um, was how incredibly Pacific Northwesty it is. Uh-huh. This is just like the movie about Washington State. <laughs> um, it's shot mostly in Seattle, um, and then the island around Seattle, Whidbey Island, and Deception Pass is a is that bridge that iconic mm-hmm. bridge that shows up. And, um, and it feels like a nine inch nails music video, um, Mm -hmm. the whole way through, because it's got that green filter on top of everything. It's got that pre Superman, Superman filter, man, like the early two thousands, like they went hard for the color correction. Cause they're like, they have all these new digital tools and they're like, I can make everything look blue <laughs> fuck yes my movie's blue now look it's blue this one's like green like oh brother we're out there we're out there was yellow you know yeah. it's like yeah. this is this is what movies are now yeah uh and it's For now it's decade. like distracting yeah. now it's like distracting um but yeah i when i was i was watching this and aaron was up there with me and uh she asked, like, where's this supposed to be? Because it was so rainy. And I said, Seattle. And she busted out laughing. She's like, that's what people think Seattle's like? Because it's just torrential down downpours all the time in the movie. And it's like, I mean, that's not what that's not what Seattle actually is like. Like our our rain in the Pacific Northwest is like is like if, you know, someone sneezed on you, but just from everywhere. For nine months, <laughs> for for nine months. So, but you know, a mist or like a drizzle doesn't really show up on film. You know, it's the same thing as the horses. You got to tape. You got to tape a bunch of cats together. So, like, anytime there's rain on film, they got to literally like open up a fire hose and and drench everything, or else you you literally can't even see it. Yeah, that's true. That is how I didn't I didn't really think about it um because it didn't I just go yeah, it is rainy in the Pacific Northwest and then I and then I move on. And you know, it's one of these things that 
people who are not from here fart you're not from here no but i knew exactly what i was walking into like this weather is what belgium weather is so i pretty much transferred from one gray to another gray rainy place and uh yeah i agree with you when people mention it you're like yeah it rains next yeah it rains yeah people you when you meet transplants around here they're like how do you fucking do it and you're like what are you talking about uh, and they're like oh, the weather and you're like oh wait what and they're like oh it rains all the time and you're like what's the world what a world are you from and then they're like oh well you know there's seasons and you're like no it's just damp That's, yeah you're just, just damp well. and overcast it's like yeah I, I mean doing doing traveling like it's it's nice but it's when you fly back into pdx and it's just this nice blanket of overcast <sighs> skies you're like oh it's like you know <laughs> mid 50 degrees like it's just it just feels so nice it's dependable you, yeah. you go yeah this is yeah everything's all wet all the time just i like my i like my climate like i like my women um so david i mean this this takes place you know up close to kind of Sorry, that drop fit perfectly. It's getting all those girls wetter than a monsoon. Getting all you girls wetter than a monsoon. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Bryce. <laughs> so, like, I mean, what what does this feel like now that you're Because uh... I'm an island boy and I've been trying to make Oh, I'm an island boy. You know, as an island boy, I got to say, there's a lot of inaccuracies in this movie, and we're going to move down the list one at a time. I have a 25-part list, 26 parts, and um, and so, yeah. Does every no. island have a lighthouse? And if no. not, why not? Only the significant navigation points uh -huh. do, right? So, like, it wouldn't make sense to have you know, a lighthouse on the island between two islands because that's not significantly navigable. So, <laughs> you know, it's these little things that you notice as an island boy. Um, yeah. So it's really just that, you know, it's like, mm, it's a film, you forgive it because, you know, they're filmmakers. They're just trying to like capitalize on the vibe. Um, mm -hmm. No, okay. That's enough of that. Um, Have we talked about the, the movie at all yet? <laughs> Yeah, so let's get into it. Let's get into it here. We talked about the actual device of, of like the videotape. So you watch the videotape and then you get a call that tells you in seven days you're going to die. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that uh, that video she finds. She's, by the way, one of the most impressive reporters in the entire fucking world. Um, she just... She just knows every bit of this thing going. She she can she finds the exact tape at the exact mm. place where they were in the exact cabin. Um, but anyway, that um, I also like the fact that like any movie reporter like only needs to work on like one story per quarter, right? Like yeah, she's this this reporter has zero deadlines. Like uh, if this is a daily paper, they're like. Just, you know, whenever you feel like writing a story, <laughs> come on in, submit yeah. it. I'm like, we might use it. We might not, you know. Yeah. Just a human interest piece, like a paranormal, you know, uh, ghost child that's tormenting children. <laughs> Take your time. Do it right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it, it is a it is. A, it's it's got some seven. 
it's got, I guess I guess this movie kind of reminds me of, of Seven a lot. I think it's because it's attractive actors. I don't know. I don't know where yeah, this is coming Martin from. Freeman. Exactly, but, mm, mm. Um, th- how about that video though? What about this? When she watches the video, I'll tell you how I feel. I. It's really stressful for me f- for some reason, and I think it's I think it's because the implication is that I'm watching it, and therefore now like I'm on the hook. I don't know why this works so well, but like I'm like I'm gonna die in seven days. In the back of my head, I think that's what's happening right. because does that does it work in that way for you? No, it didn't work that way at all. Like maybe that why maybe that's why I didn't like the movie as much because. I I immediately see it as you know artifice of like you've got this setup of like okay you got this video that's going to kill you in 7 days so what would that look like and then it's just like oh let's look, make it look creepy and so here here are a bunch of kind of creepy images got some maggots crawling okay got a got a fly okay Got a lady looking in a mirror. All right. Is the dead horse over here? Dead oh, horse. It's just like a bunch of intercut. It's like the the creepypasta videos. On, I mean, any of the creepypasta videos that you find on Reddit are going to be more inspired than by this. this. Yeah, well, inspired but that's the by thing. That but before, before all this fucking internet, like horrendous bullshit, you know, this was, this was kind of one of the first, you know? And it might be just that I'm so desensitized, you know, or it just, I don't know. I just see like the intention of it and can see through the movie making. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's, that's probably kind of creepy and unnerving to people, but it's not nearly as disturbing as someone, you know, hyperextend their knees. You know? that, that's what they should have done. They should have had, they had a shot of someone hyperextending their knees on this ring tape. I'd be like, with Jesus Benny- Christ. No. <laughs> with a with a Benny Hill soundtrack in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of yeah, hyperextending knees or what's the other thing that disturbs me? Um just getting um, kicked in the balls real hard. Like seeing oof. someone have ball trauma. Just send shivers up my up my spine. Oof. Ah. Yeah, don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Barney's video was profound, but football in the groin had a football in the groin. <laughs> um, um, there's so Naomi Watts makes a makes an effort to track down the 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 basis of this video, and so it takes mm-hmm. her on this big long goose chase to Whidbey Island, which they call some other island. Um, and uh, and basically what ends up happening throughout the ring is the video that she watches, the the video that will kill you in seven days. Th- th- shows l- the, every bit and piece. she lives through discovering every bit and piece of this video, right? So there's the horse that dies and there's the horse that's dead on the beach, right? And and each each section of the video, each one of these jump cuts on the video that will kill you, she she finds, you know, in in real life to bring her closer and closer to the the reason for the video, right? Which is 
this little girl, Samara, who has been um, who's been wronged by her dad. Yeah, you have something to say? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a confusing thing for me, too, because through the perspective of Rachel, is it Rachel? Yeah, I think her name is Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Basically, the videotape is setting up a bunch of deja vu for her for the rest of the movie. Like every scene or every like like location or, you know, thing, person that you see in the videotape, she eventually uh, interacts with and kind of has deja vu about the tape. Um, it would be better if they set it up as everyone sees something different on the videotape, which would make it even more disturbing because why would you have the content of the, of the videotape be so important to the story of just this one person experiencing it as opposed to, you know, like the, the guy that watched it, um, he watched the same, I mean, we see him watch the same thing, but he doesn't. Be a bunch of clips of dudes' dicks getting cut off, and he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so, I, you're you're on to something. I think um, the the only problem is that this video is meant to be Samara um, trying to tell the world about the the injustice that was done to her when she was um, murdered, right? And right. And actually, understanding that premise of the movie now on second or third watch through um, kind of gives me a lot less dread about the implication at the end, which is Rachel figures out that the way you get spared by this thing is you, you make a copy of it and show it to somebody. That's how you avoid being killed in seven days. And so the premise is Samara, the little girl who was killed, wants everyone in the world to know what happened to her. So as long as everybody knows what happened to her, um, then, then it's kind of like, just pass it along. Just, yeah, a bad thing happened. Remember, like just pass it along. And then, and so I remember until it gets to the final time. person, then they die. Like it follows, right? Yeah, it looks like it's, it, it's like a you know chain letter. Except, except it doesn't come back to you if you've copied it and and showed it to someone. Then, um, then you're safe all the time, sure. right? Yeah, it follows, comes back down the chain. Um, so this is among the pantheon of the easiest, easiest solvable like horror plots in the universe. Um, You know, it's the same thing as like it follows where it's like, Oh yeah, you just, you know, you travel cross country to bang people every so often, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, this one is literally like, okay, make a copy and give it to grandma, like give it to grandma on her deathbed. End of story. (laughs) And then you destroy the tape. That's it. That's all you got to do. Oh, so all you have to do is kill your grandma? Well, yeah, yeah I you guess go, that would be easy for you. You go Bryce. to someone in hospice care that has, they're like, a, it could a be cancer. anybody's grandma. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, you want to, okay, so you find someone's grandma that's like in constant pain in hospice care 
that's just pumped up on morphine that's only going to survive like three more days. Like here, here, grandma, watch this makes no difference whatsoever to anything. (laughs) She's going to die anyways. And she'll probably die before the seven days comes up. And, uh, and then you just destroy the videotape. And then Samara is down in that well where she, where she should be down that well. Um, (laughs) That's my grandma. If you did that to her, she'd say before she died. (laughs) What is she saying? Asshole. 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 She's like a 93 year old. What's the accent on that? She's New York. Huh? Yep. Interesting. So I like that premise, Bryce. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's piece of cake, you know, um, something occurred to me about halfway through this movie, um, which I want to get your take on. Bryce, this is like the number 23, but good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly, well, that's right on the money. (laughs) Maybe that's why, maybe that's why this one just doesn't have any impact impact for me because there's so many of these movies that are basically copying it. So the number 23, it's like, oh, spooky stuff is happening. Like what, right. What does it all mean? And then the end, yeah. it's like, um, this one thing, it means this one thing. Okay, now you die. Right. I think it's a, I think it's a take on um, Silence of the Lambs, kind of, which is, you know, which then seven copied. I think that's why I get seven vibes from this, because it's like, what's the mystery? Where are we, where are we going with this? And, and where will it end up? And it's, and if it's not, um, if you don't have a real compelling uh, engine for that whole thing, you know, like what could be more compelling than a serial killer that is active and, and you're trying to catch him using this other fucking super weird serial killer, right? That's silence of the lambs. And, and then seven does like a super interesting thing with that same kind of premise. And then this does, Oh, well, videotape can kill you. And then the number 23 is like, yeah, but have you guys heard of the number 23? And it's like, what the fuck are you talking? No one's talking about that. Why do you right. Care? <laughs> yeah. Five, I, 10, 11, 12, 30, 40. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, DiCaprio, thank you. <laughs> That's Gilbert Grape, I think. Yep. Uh, you are correct. <laughs> thank you. Oh. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, that's my, that's my take on this retarded. Yeah. Yeah, So I, I think the, the end like revelation Mm -hmm. isn't still isn't super clear. Like, even though I was kind of phasing out by this point, um, but I read the synopsis and I was like, oh, okay, well, they probably could have made that a little more interesting, which is. Samara has like these electromagnetic superpowers where she can imprint um, images and, and voices and stuff on other people's minds. And also like, you know, walls or paper or stuff. So like all those like um, transparency images, they're all Mm -hmm. created from Samara's mind. And so the, the story is like, she was driving her mom specifically insane 
like with all these voices and images in her head and her mom got desperate enough to throw her down a well. And, uh, and then that didn't stop it, you know, because she's, she's a ghost with those powers now. And so that's why when Rachel uncovers her and like lets her out, which this is a little confusing. What's the difference between being buried in a well versus being buried under dirt? Like, why would that make her more powerful? But that's beside Uh, the point. Like, like, but now Samara is like free and she can jump through televisions and stuff. So, but that idea of just a small child that's has these superpowers to input things in other people's minds and not really being smart enough to control it. Like that's pretty interesting. Like it would have been nice to have a little more context and like more flashbacks around that. But uh, there, there are a few bits uh, that are pretty alarming and disturbing in this. One is that, that moment that Bryce mentioned where, you know, we see a flashback of the mom killing the little girl by pushing her into the well. That hit me pretty. That was pretty rough to watch. Um, anytime, you know, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Anytime you have kids, suddenly kid shit hits you in a fucking super alarming way. <laughs> so you're like, you kind of like put yourself in the shoes and you're like, yeah, I can kill my child. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, and then also the moment when. Uh, Rachel approaches the dad of the little girl and he's, he's like, this little fucking girl's never going to leave me alone. I'm going to, and he, and he electrocutes himself in his tub. Um, that was, that was pretty alarming too. Um, what was the, do, do you have any moments in this movie that hit you as particularly working well, Bryce? Um, it was mostly Matt, like, I think the imagery, like there are some really effective moments when they're, cause that's kind of the, the angle that they're going is kind of the disturbing imagery. And I think the ones that stand out is like when she's able to pull the, the fl- the fly out of the mm-hmm. screen. Yeah. Um, the, the horse falling off the boat and being like vegematic yeah. <laughs> underneath the ferry. Uh, it was pretty great. And then the ending, I mean, like the, this is one of those situations where I think the movie gets so much mileage from the ending, um, scene, which is Samara crawling out from the TV like that definitely works so much so that they probably should have used that more than just in the ending. Um, but yeah, yeah. Overall, like, I don't know. I didn't, there was nothing that like jumped out at me it was it was well acted like it was believable naomi watts when she realized that her son watched the video that was pretty effective Ooh, that yeah that was real upsetting that that really upset me a lot because it's like oh you could just i know you do this all the time you just put your child in immense danger without realizing it sometimes all the time um yeah that that was very upsetting yeah um I think I think you hit the nail on the head. The uh, the end of this really carries this movie very well. When uh, when Martin Henderson gets it, um, that moment where she where you realize she can come out of the TV, 
Um, I think that was the moment a lot of people fell in love with horror. I mean, a lot yeah. of kids probably saw that and were just like, oh, this is my new fetish. I this I love this. This is the clip I was trying to find. This isn't, it's apropos of nothing, but I, I just, I would kick myself if I didn't include this in the ring episode. You have a lot of well-wishers here tonight, and a lot of them would like you to, would like to throw you down one, a well. <laughs> they want to murder you in a well. <laughs> Seems a little harsh, but apparently they want to murder you in a well. It says here on this card. <laughs> <laughs> One of the absolute best Norm Macdonald moments in the universe. The, the roast of Bob it. Saget. <laughs> yeah. That's because the context is, you know, it's one of this comedy central roast and everyone's like just ripping each other apart. And then Norm Macdonald is like yeah. a good friend of Bob Saget. He gets up and tells the corniest like <laughs> jokes out of a 1950s like speech joke book and just but then really punctuates it by is so funny <laughs> how how corny it is uh across like the entire board you're like what the hell and from all accounts like it bombed in the in the room but is probably one of the funniest things ever. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, so there you have it. The ring 20, uh, Oh two, uh, ought to, uh, who do you think, who's this movie for? Uh, who would like this? Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Cause how does this work anymore? That was one of the questions I had is like, d- does it get new life from the fact that all of this technology is completely uh right. anachronistic yeah like vhs tapes oh you yes. gotta discover the mystery by using tracking right. you know <laughs> yeah static why is the like that's what i was thinking i was like in this movie they use this is one of the heavily most heavily used uh moments of the trope static on the tv screen is scary but do kids even know about know. static now is that yeah, a thing? everything's digital now it's either on or like shittily like buffering or it's just a blue screen there's no static anymore yeah so yeah so i wonder if like the novelty of this movie for gen z would be like spooky technology back then back then the the technology had spirit you know vinyl and and vhs they were analog and so they could carry the souls of the dead not like digital files of today like maybe maybe that has some sway um definitely our generation that like this is the this movie has nostalgia for like it'll work for them but as far as like standing on the pantheon of horror movies i don't think this one holds up over time i think it's pretty i think it's pretty and it's one of those where it's the case of like it's copied so many times that it kind of loses its it's um effect Mm -hmm. but then i look at stuff like the exorcist and other movies that are copied a billion times but they still hold up for me regardless um and i think that's like there's a little more to it than the gimmick or the storyline and 
you know, there's not that much to latch onto in this movie other than the gimmick and the like visuals. There's a little bit of character development. There's a little bit of like, you know, family drama, but for the most part, it's, it's pretty one trick. Um, yeah, I gotta, I I gotta, I gotta disagree with you. I think this is, I think this is a tent pole classic from the moment it came out. I think this single handedly, um, kind of changed the direction of, of horror, um, for decades. Like, I think we're still feeling the, you know, the, the significance of this movie today. Um, uh, this is, you know, this, and there's really this and the grudge, um, you know, did a lot for a variety of reasons, you, you know, that, that were mentioned earlier, which is like, they're PG 13, you know, they made it, they made it, uh, possible to, you know, they, they made people realize, Oh, it ke- a horror movie can be PG 13, make crazy fucking money and appeal to a lot of people. Um, and then also like, like, like a- Asian horror, you know, it, it kind of, it kind of opened America's, uh, and maybe the world's eyes to, you know, one of the most influential, uh, horror creating, creating societies out there. Right. And you got Japan and Korea and, and, uh, they were really fucking heavy hitters when it comes to this kind of thing. And so I think it's important. Um, and, and I think it, well, for me, it works just, just because it, the same, you know, I really am worried about watching that movie. I, when they play it, when she plays that videotape, I'm like, I don't want to sit through this. I don't want, I don't want my, I don't want to die in seven days. You know, like I'm, I'm sitting there wringing my hands about it. So yeah, if it works for you, it it works. Um, so I think it's, I think it's pretty good. With that being said, um, let's head on to horror movie whores, which is a little bit. If you give us a call at 682, Two five three four four six eight. You can get onto the show. Let us know how you uh, feel about the ring, or um, you know whether it's uh, whether it's an important movie or a total kind of lost to time thing. So let us know at six eight two two five three four four six eight. Bryce, do you have our first call? I think it's from I think it's Mike from California. Yo, it's Mike from California. Did you see what the CDC said? Did you see? It's like magic. All the COVID shit's gone. Magic. The fucking wand was waved over Earth, and suddenly you don't need to do all the shit that you had to do. Told you. Hoax since day one. Love the show. Keep it up, fellas. Love you Good too, news, Mike. David. COVID's gone. I have COVID. David, COVID's gone. <laughs> it's, I, I, will, I will say this. It... It's. I don't want to mock the COVID that I have right now because I feel like that's tempting fate. But I. That should say everything you need to know about my bout with COVID. Um, we'll just go with that. But it's good to hear Mike again. I haven't. Uh, I haven't heard that mocking um, voice in a while, uh, and I missed him. What's our uh, what's next call? 
I'm calling because I'm wondering regarding the black phone review if anyone else has some confusing feelings about Ethan Hawke uh, sitting shirtless in the kitchen with a belt. Because I'm not sure how to feel about it. And I don't know if this was intentional in the film, but I feel like I have a tiny vagina for those big tits. Just tell me what you... Just tell me what you want me to fuck! Yeah, yeah. I, I think phone. we all had had new feelings stirred within us from seeing yeah. shirtless Ethan Hawke in that mask. Like, I think yeah. we talked about that on yeah, Black Phone, didn't we? Yeah, I think like, so. It was it was a little a little bit of personal discovery in that moment. Did you uh-huh. end up seeing the Black Phone fart? Yeah, I did in the theater, and uh, I must say, pretty hot <laughs> sitting in that chair waiting for him, but. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I did too. I kind of wish they hadn't uh, focused so much on the ghosts of the uh, the uh, the victims there. Spoilers, um, but uh, nevertheless, pretty pretty interesting and compelling movie. I really liked the set. Yeah, very creepy. Yeah. Next call. Hello, boys. It's been a while. This is the beast from the northeast. And it finally happened. I got a job interview as a mortician slash crematory technician at a crematory nicely nestled behind cemetery gates. Don't worry, though. I won't put anything sketchy in there. I don't want to start a zombie apocalypse or anything. This world has enough brain-dead people as it is. And their leader is Sleepy Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. Woo! What's happening to our show? <laughs> oh my god, dude! How is what is happening? Where we're becoming this fucking Ash red red state sounding board? Like, <laughs> uh, CJ, okay. um, yeah, we need we need more uh, of our Portland fans to call in and be like, you know what? Uh, okay, I don't like Joe Biden either, but <laughs> <laughs> somebody pongo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it sounds like he got a job where he can't hurt anybody, so that's important. Um, and uh, sounds like he's referencing a re- uh, Return of the Living Dead. Um, anyway, that's what he brought me up. This the crematory right behind the cemetery gates. There, old Tar. What's that zombie's name? Tar. Tar zombie. Tar head. Tar zombie. Something. Anyway, uh, he says, let's go, Brandon. I, this is this is one of these things that's been uh, that was misheard by uh, newscaster as what was it? Fuck Joe Biden this was the chant. And she's like, they're all saying, let's go, Brandon, or something like that. Right. I've <laughs> been trying like to that. trying to understand this for a while. Um <laughs> Think if you're, uh, I'll say this. Here's what I will say about politics. I think if you're bought into a side, I don't know. I think, I think you're kind of, I think you're a little bit of a puppet, you know? Mm. I think, I think you should be able to see the, the lizard people that are controlling things from above, um, clearly want us to turn on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, uh, mm-hmm. let's go on to the next call. <laughs> Please. 
Well, I'm calling to talk about this stranger by the lake. <laughs> and I have to say, I think there's an added layer that I don't think would be present if it was a straight people movie of Michelle being a bottom, but a power bottom and also a murderer. You know, I think not necessarily more believable that like if Frank was a bottom and seeking him out like, Oh, I'm like, I got a hungry hole. I got to find that killer with the killer dick. The fact that it's flipped, and the bottom is the aggressor, but also the killer. Very interesting. Um, as far as guys coming at the same time, I think it happens. <laughs> I think if you got a you know real experienced cop, they'll hold out for you. They'll 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 make it happen. <laughs> you know, simultaneous. Anyway. Well, one time I kind of had a stranger by the lake scenario where uh, I was at a naked beach in San Francisco and me and my friend were there and he kind of left me with this old man who was just hanging out. And then the old man was just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just want to get off. And I was just like, oh, I OK. And then so he kind of was just like, I guess you can suck my dick while you jerk off, which Oral doesn't do that much for me, so I was just like, I'll just do this guy a favor. And then so I was trying to help him jerk off, and he was like, you, you want to suck my dick? And I was like, no, I don't really like doing that. And then he was like, oh, you young people are, are like a street in San Francisco. One way. Anyway, and then I helped him come, and then um, I was asking him what he what he does, and if he just, just retired, and he said, oh, yeah, I'm retired. And then he said that uh, he used to be, you know, muscle for the mob and that he, and I was like oh what did you do for them and he was like oh I'd go take care of somebody and then we'd go dump the bodies across the you know uh, whatever it's called, the bay over there by the hospital and I was like oh anyway this this is a call from beyond the grave no <laughs> Okay, can I just say what an amazing call that was? Holy shit. That's more calls like this. Y'all have something to learn. Holy shit. My favorite trauma quote. I never get to play this drop. This is perfect. I may like to be filled with semen, but I ain't no submarine. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, my body is tingling and it's not from covid i this is the best call we've ever gotten in our the entire history of the show F from beyond the grave Woo! <laughs> <laughs> happy halloween i oh. am so in love with this man who is this man from beyond the grave is who he wants oh. to be called i guess he that was amazing was helping jerk off a stranger who was a killer for the mob. And <laughs> as, as one does. Yeah. Dude, this dude fucking is the, this is the best listener we have. Yeah. Maybe we just, I, I don't know. Am I, am I nice? Does this, is it bad to assume that, that this guy's gay? I'm assuming. I think he's, that's a, 
I think it's a little presumptuous to assume his gender or their gender. Um, oh, him sure. or her? Them, yeah. Themselves? Yeah. Like. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we I need more callers a- that are considerate like this, that are jacking off people, you know, just as a just as a solid. I kind of um, wonder, like, I mean, this is why when you ask a guy if they're gay, they're like, I wish, you know, because it's just like. There's just a, 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 a huge amount of attention paid to like, no, I respect your horniness. Like, there's right. nothing more important in your whole world than your horniness. Are you kidding? Like, Yeah, but let's be real. Straight people are probably, if not hornier. You're going to be fucking kidding me. And, and, and on that set, like the, the dude at my video rental store, I'm so in love with him. Every day I rent videos, I'm like, why am I not gay? God damn it. Because, yeah, he would be the one. You think, you think <laughs> that's pretty... It's a bummer. Um, so you think that that straight people are hornier than gay people? Yeah. No yeah. way, dude. No way. I think all human beings are just fucking. We're just sticking our things in wet holes, no matter the hole of the object. I mean, it could be. Anyway, no. I think uh, this is a science experiment. Okay. None of us. Okay, have well, any let's have a let's authority on. Let's have let's have a thought experiment here. Let's okay. let's have a thought experiment. Oh, and this fuck. may not be fair. This may not be fair because, um, well, I mean, I can speak uh, for the women um, because that's how I identify. But y'all, you know, I mean, oh. I do have a lot of experience being a man too. So it, maybe we don't have enough female uh, presence here. Who do you think is fucking more, lesbians or gays? Um. Well, lesbians are gays, David. Yeah. Okay. Um, the male gays. The male gays. My balls are about to fizz. I feel like this is a trap. I'm uh, see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the gays are probably. Yeah. See, uh, just a, as an experience, yeah. as a male with a lot of testosterone or having access to testosterone. No way. Like that's the thing. That's the impetus to be like, I gotta fuck something right now. And if both you and your partner are feeling that all the time, like, oh. why would you not be fucking every day? I'd just be like, like, and now with work from home, you just never get, it'd just be like nothing but, you know, it's just like, we're just sitting on each other's laps, just doing work. You know, it's like, why wouldn't you be riding a dick throughout yeah, the day? Yeah, it'd be like on, on client calls, like <laughs> between, between when I'm talking, I'd just be like like mute myself and and what you wouldn't hear would be like and then I'd unmute myself and be like that's right Jay um I, I also believe that the CTA should should be more clear and we could do an AB test on the pillar page and then mute myself <laughs> It would go something like that, you know. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there really quick, just to throw it out there. Um, I was raised with a gay aunt and living in her house and spending a lot of time in her house when (laughs) she lived with her girlfriend. Dude, I would say nine times out of 10, I'd walk into the house and I would just hear out of the bedroom (laughs) for fucking every day i would go over there so 
just to maybe put a cap on that idea of male female horniness yes dudes carry a lot of testosterone we like to bust nuts all day long but all day just growing up with a gay aunt and hearing that shit every day for years on end. And uh, yeah, they must've been uh, flicking a lot of beans. Hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe they were just, you know, maybe they were just like racing match cars or something like that. You know, who knows? Or it's just a personal massager. They were getting their shoulders and arms and stuff. Everyone listen, listen to me though. This is, that was the best call we've maybe ever had. Um, so had a great observation about power bottoms, had a personal story that with a twist, like, yeah, goddamn. Yeah. And expectations are higher. Yeah. Speaking of great callers, our next call is actually, I think it's Robert the farter. Hey, this is Robert the farter. And I just wanted to say, I was listening to one of your old podcasts. I can't exactly remember which one it is. But um, you were talking about the X-Files. And I just wanted to tell you about an episode that you probably never saw. Because, um, I mean, back then, you were talking about how you used to watch it on TV. And apparently, this episode, they banned it from TV. Like, it was never able to be played again because of, just because of the content. It was just really disturbing. And it's it's season four, episode two, and it's called Home. It's really creepy. And anyways, I'm also just uh, decided to become a patron. Uh, I saved up enough, and now I'm I'm gonna do it because I love you guys. Anyways, see ya. Yay! <laughs> oh, Robert. Yeah. Robert. Robert. Uh, I watched it live. Like we're we're very old, and I was <laughs> the biggest X Files fan in the world. Like, and actually, it didn't. Yeah, they banned it on Fox, and then I think in reruns they would show it on FX. But yeah, that is one of the best episodes ever of of uh, X Files. I don't get this. I don't get the love of Home. Like, like I've seen it. Obviously, it's that's the one where that gal's under the bed, right? Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it's a great episode. I mean, they're all great episodes though. Like it, for me, it didn't, it didn't really hit home so much as the, uh, the septic monster in the Navy ship. Boy, that fucking, that one fucked me up, bro. <laughs> yeah. Home, home is great. Cause it was just so dark. Like it opens with like a, I think it was like a baseball game and they're like, you know, digging their the pitchers like digging his foot into the ground and then there's like blood coming out and they found find this like horribly deformed like fetus buried or baby and uh the storyline is basically this baby that they found has every congenital mutation in the world and the reveal is that there's this family of inbred people that only fuck each other for generations you want to you want to see something scarier and i know you've seen it bryce you want to see listeners if if y'all want to see something scarier than the episode of x-files called home um i mean everybody knows inbreeding is terrifying so check out there's a uh, youtube channel called soft white underbelly and that fella documents a a truly inbred family in west virginia (laughs) yeah buckle up buckle up it's the it is a very 
a sad and alarming freak show of <laughs> yeah the most uh like this, this is some real shit and you'll 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 feel bad in your soul for a while so check that out yeah uh, n- next call one of these is is really good i'm very excited about this good evening fellas or good morning just driving home from work it's about to one over in england it's english loop by the way hello and i've been inspired to tell you a horrible medical story by your cabin in the fever episode when i was a young lad 17 years old i um i had some sort of disease which i didn't actually still to this day don't know what it was but basically all of my uh was full of blisters, covered in blisters. My tongue basically just became a, a huge blister. So obviously I had to undergo quite a few tests. Um, one of which was which was a, a penal swabbing, which was unpleasant in itself. The worst thing about it was that um, obviously the swab goes in, they spin it around, get whatever they need. And when they removed the swab, they actually removed my urethral lining along with it. So that was fun. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. I, I might call back soon and actually talk about it. So I was inspired to, to tell you some, some horrible medical history. Uh, have fun. Bye-bye. Love you. No way. Oh. Oh, God. I just and this is where this is where the new video content is really going to come through. Our, our reactions to that. That's so Jesus Christ. Field. It's it, it's so it's like he he's comes in camouflage because of his accent and then and then he's like they swabbed my dick and removed my urethral lining and I'm like oh oh this is scarier than the entire viewing experience of the ring just that that call describing getting your urethra swabbed just can you imagine shoving in like a a Q-tip. Like twisting it around and then pulling it out. Of I don't have dick. to imagine any part of that, Bryce. Like, that's every day. <laughs> uh, oh, I got a. We got a. We got a next call. That's. I need this out of my head. This is rough. See my vest. See my vest. Made for real gorilla test. Feel this sweater, there's no better than authentic iris sweater. See this text, towards my text, my evening wear, vampire bat. These white slippers are albino, African, endangered rhino, grizzly bear, underwear, turtles, next I've had my share. Beretta poodle on my noodle, it shall rest. Try my red robin suit, it comes in one breast or two. See my best, see my best, see my best. Like my loafers, former gophers, or it was that, or skin my chauffeurs, by a grand fuck. Yeah, well, there you go. I'll allow it. It's not horror movie themed uh, or anything, but it is um, The Simpsons, so very good. All right. Very good. This, now, this next one is actually... <laughs> this is the one you wanted to wanted yeah. me to hear? Yeah. All right. I am uh, calling about the advert on Craigslist, the snapping turtle that you got for sale. I just want to know how big he is and uh, if he's still for sale. Hopefully he is. It looks cute on that picture. Uh, but yeah, just give me a quick call back when you can. I want to know how big he is. I got uh, I got one of them little blue kiddie pools for him. 
So, you know, if he's if he's too big, he might not fit in there. But, uh, yeah, please, if you can, call me back. I don't want you to sell him to someone else. And you know, I've already got a name for him. I thought about Derek. Derek the Turtle. Kind of a cool name. But, yeah, I, I live on my own, you see. And my, my, my wife passed away. And it would be kind of nice to have Derek to keep me company. And, and you know, so... If you can call me back and uh, maybe we can do a deal on this turtle, kind of cute, like I said, and I think Derek would would have a good home with me. So, yeah, just give us a quick call back. Thanks. Bye. You know, a couple weeks ago, I messed up by putting the horror movie talk number, using it in in one of my own personal, um, you know, classified ads to as an oh, auto yeah. fill number. And I think this is the repercussions of that is you were selling I, a turtle. I was selling a turtle. I, you know, we moved, <laughs> um, and you know, you're selling a lot of shit and we were selling our snapping turtle and this dude left this instead of calling my phone. So I, I think that's what this is. It would make sense. Um, so I can't I can't tell whether you're being serious or not. Did you actually have a snapping turtle that I didn't know about? Yeah, we got a lot of animals over here. We got the rabbit, we got the birds. Unfortunately, the snapping turtle has been sold. Um and this fella sounds like he's far away. Um and then we got a cat. Um but you know, we had to get a get rid of a lot of things. Um they just have a a pretty wild diet as you can imagine. They need a lot of meat, you know. And the cat is it, the 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 move was rough on the cat, so she's a lot slower. So the snapping turtles sneak up on her and yeah. uh, get a little bite, you know. What's this last you, call? Here we go. And you just I can't love that. One. Take care of a snapping turtle now that you're a. Cause I'm an island boy and I've been trying to make. Oh, I'm an island boy. I'm an island boy. So can't have snapping turtles. I'm just an island boy. It's just so much talent wrapped up into one video. Yeah. You know? All right. Final caller. Yeah. Hi, this is Sam from Indianapolis. I'm listening to your Get Out episode, and I'm listening to David Day kind of stumble over his words, trying to uh, claim that Jordan Peele is making these assumptions about white people. I just wanted to point out, Jordan Peele's a mixed race, so he's allowed to talk about black and white people. And uh, I'm not going to say I have a black friend, but I have been invited to exactly two cookouts, so I'm allowed to comment on this stuff, too. So uh, just keep that in mind. Um, it is 2022, so uh, I know David is transgender, and he's able to be woke on that subject, but um, please don't assume people's race. Thanks. Bye. I am so sorry yeah, and embarrassed. Um. You know, I mean, that's a pretty. That's a pretty big flex. It's got invited to the cookout. Like that's a uh, two times. Pretty legit. Two times, two times. invited. Um, yeah, I'm very sorry. Um, I really don't know what else to say, um, other than I will continue apologizing for this for the rest of my entire life, and uh, and I'll mean it every time. More you got to give like the, the Hollywood PR answer, David. You're going to be like, that wasn't me. That's not who I represent. And I deeply regret 
my actions and I just am going to try to live better and uh-huh. be a better person. Um, right. and I hope you can forgive me um, as I continue on my journey. All right. Yeah. Michael Richards uh, apology. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I hope y'all can forgive me. Um, but you know, if, if he wants to, um, I would like to invite Jordan Peele on the show, um, to personally berate me, um, or, or, you know, let me off the hook. He's the only one who has the power to do this, man. He was on the, um, smartless podcast and, uh, he, he seems like he'd be just the, the best interview. Just oh, yeah. so fun. Yeah. Like, uh, so Jordan, come on. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's this, there's this podcast that's pretty new in this space, in this space that we inhabit, and they are getting some big motherfucking names on their podcast. And I'm just sitting over here like, yeah, but do you have Fart Simpson on your podcast? And the answer is no. So, um, hi, Robert England here, aka Freddy fucking Krueger. <laughs> and you're listening to horror movie talk. To be honest with you, I would much rather have Fart Simpson, an incredibly talented <laughs> dude, on our podcast uh, than some person I I have to. Um, I don't even want big directors on our thing because then I have to do hard work and that's not my thing. You know, if you mm-hmm, listen to this mm-hmm, podcast, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. hard, I like letting other people do hard work, which is why far. Yeah. Is that's really why we don't have interviews with directors and big Hollywood names. Cause like, you know, that's not really our thing. Like, I don't even really want to talk. I don't to even want, I don't like want Steven Spielberg or, or like, you know, yeah. Joe Pesci. I would Joe hate Pesci. having Joe Pesci on the show. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just a real nice. Oh, <laughs> they just seem insufferable, you know? Yeah, I do know. So I would rather, yeah, like Fart is like so, such a better guest, or, you know. I've never met a more stupid person than Fart Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say that david I, I, jesus I'm christ sorry. i'm sorry i could it's i'm fart i apologize that's not the podcast that we are uh we're a work in progress I, sometimes i get so mad we're gonna strive to be better <laughs> thanks for calling All right Thank you, everyone. And, and um, god damn it get some more of those calls talking about jacking off a mafioso like yeah, from beyond the grave, listen to me. You, I think I'm about to invite this person on the show. <laughs> Just, That's a great idea. And then we can review Stranger by the Lake again. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, I'm in love with that idea. We need to have a second review within a couple of months of our first review <laughs> of the gayest movie we've ever reviewed with a gay guy so that... <laughs> Oh man, oh, that that is a good question. Is there another horror movie that features like unsimulated sex of guys just jerking each other off to completion? Sign me up. Well, there's this new Hellraiser movie coming out. We stand a chance with that. So it's true. It's true. <laughs> All right, guys, um, have a great day. Have a great week. Support the show where you can. Um, 
you know, if you visit horrormovietalk.com at the top of the page, there's two links there. Buy stuff on Amazon. You click through that link, go to Amazon, you buy stuff on Amazon. And a little bit of each purchase you make will go to us and not an insubstantial amount. So do it. Also become a patron like Robert the Farter and, you know, get a bunch of great, great shit um, every week, every day, every minute. And uh, we love you. So have a great week. Week. And um, bye-bye. Goodbye.